So I'm talking about raising the children. We're in VBS mode. It all fits together. Um, 22.6 in Proverbs. And um, it's, this is, everyone in the world has heard this uh, scripture, which is good. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we're training our child and actually training ourselves first so we can train our child so they can behave in a lost and dying world. Amen. And I don't, I don't need to go on a rant about the world or anything like that. You know I would. Uh, but just when you go outside, just look at it and go, wow, that's, that's pretty dang weird. Amen. So we're training them up in biblical training. And you go, well, I, I didn't know we needed biblical training. Well, let's read on, and I'm going to read down to 15, and then we're going to park at 15, hit the parking brake, and listen to what God says. So 7 says, the rich rules the poor, the borrower is enslaved to the lender. Uh, we know that if you just got your payment book for your new pickup truck. Whoever sows injustice will reap calamity, and the rod of his fury will fail. Whoever's a bountiful eye will be blessed. For he shares his bread with the poor and drives out a scoffer, and the strife will go out. And quarreling and abuse will cease. He who loves purity of heart and who has speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the traitor. The sluggard says there's a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. So what will you see a pattern here that's developing about people making excuses and bad decisions. After a while, if your child has made bad decisions over and over again, somewhere along the line you have to stop them and just go, hold on for just a second. Say that with me. Hold on for just a second. I'm no brain surgeon. Amen. I mean, I don't look like one. And you go, well, you don't even look like a pastor really, but that's beside the point. Go ahead and applaud. I'll take a drink. Uh, so, but there's, there's a lot of excuses here. And he said, oh, I'm not going outside. There's a lion out there. And it sounds like something your teenager would say when you wanted to take out the trash. I, I better not go out there right now. It's like raining. It is. And you're going to get wet, so take out the trash. Can I get an amen somewhere? <laughs> You're going to take the trash out. Um, so, uh, and then let's just go down to 15 because that's where I want to be and then we'll pray. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. So there's two parts in uh, verse 15, Pastor Mark. It said folly. You know what folly is? Folly's foolishness. So if your children or your grown children act foolish, they have folly in their heart. We have to extract that out and inject some God. Or just say common sense. Say it louder like you believe in it. <laughs> Hello. I'm trying to refrain without going over. I, I feel like leaping over the podium right now. I got, I got, you have to remove some of the foolishness out of these families. And I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about your friends. Where's the amen section today? Oh, the whole church. So take this message to that friend, wink, wink. 
and get rid of the folly in their life. And, uh, and so the second part of this is the discipline. Just say that with me. Discipline. It's, it's not a cuss word. So what we, oh, I'm going to preach all on that today. Discipline in a, a child is, is something you should do if you love him. Look at, look at the older person that's sitting next to you and tell them you're not their friend. Say it, say it. You're not, you're not the, your kid's friend. Oh, shucky darns. We thought we was going to be their pal. No, you ain't. You ain't got nothing in common with that child that you're raising other than you being both human beings. So that child you're supposed to discipline, you reward them when good things happen, and you discipline them when bad things happen. And the church said amen. Amen. I'm going to pray and then, uh, because I'm going to get on the respect thing and the whole thing, and uh, I might pop your bubble, but you'll be okay. Um, I got a video from a principal. Uh, about discipline. I just thought, man, that's totally awesome. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we pray over the offering and the video and the, we need to learn how to probably train ourselves first before we start training kids, but we need to train them nonetheless. And uh, we train them with, uh, with uh, God's word and discipline. Uh, and we reward them when they're doing good. Uh, and we discipline them when they have bad behavior. Um, and uh, we pray for the offering today. Ask you to bless it. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. Applaud the Lord. Roll the video. Let the basket come on by. Greetings, young men. This is Principal Cafele, sitting in the park on a winter afternoon. I'm only sitting here because I wanted to talk to you guys. I got a message on my mind. I came out of the house with one message, but then as I was walking to my car, I heard some young people engaged in a conversation, and that conversation was laced with profanity. So I said, forget about what I was going to talk about. Let me come down to the park and talk about what I need to talk about right now. So my message for this short video is young men, maintain that old school respect for adults at all times. Once again, young men, maintain that old school respect toward adults at all times. What am I saying? I'm saying to you that first and foremost, I said in a previous video, the, pro the profanity really has no place. There's no need for you all to engage in the usage of profanity to express yourselves. But that's not what this video is about. It's about when you are amongst your friends and knowing that I'm living in a real world and some young people will engage in profanity. Well, I'm saying when that adult comes around, you got to show that adult respect. That adult is older than you. That adult has been here longer than you. That adult has more experience with life than you. And I'm saying that that adult is owed that respect. His or her proper due respect. So I'm saying to you that hopefully you do not use profanity to express yourselves when you're in conversation. But if by chance you do, when that adult is present, whether it be a stranger on the street, whether it be your parents, whether it be other adult family members, whether it be your teachers, whether it be your administrators, whether it be the custodian, the security guard, the bus driver, the secretary, the, the, the teacher aide, whomever the case may be, the cafeteria workers, that is not the time to use profanity at all. Those people should never, ever hear you express yourselves that way. They should never hear you 
using profanity. They should never hear you expressing yourself in a way this vulgar because you must maintain that old school respect toward adults at all times. So when I say old school, the reason I use that terminology is because when I was a youngster, that's how I was raised. That's how I was trained. That's how I was conditioned. My mother, my grandmother, my father taught me that when I'm in the presence of an adult, I must respect myself. That self-respect was vital. But I must also respect adults, whomever that adult may be. Not just the ones I knew, but the ones I didn't know. I owed them the same respect. So whether it be in terms of my behaviors in the street when my parents weren't around, whether it be my speech, whether it be my actions, whatever the case may be, there was an expectation that my parents had of me before I walked out of that house that I would maintain that old school respect toward adults at all times. So as I close, the purpose of this message is the same thing. Maintain that respect. Don't use profanity. Don't use vulgar language, particularly in the presence of an adult. When you see the adult, quiet down. Refrain from that kind of speech and show them respect, even if they don't respect themselves. And I know that there's probably somebody watching this video who will say, but Principal Kefele, I'm around adults that don't respect themselves. I'm around adults that, that use profanity or curse in front of us as children. I get that. I get it fully because I see it. I've seen it all my life. But I'm still saying, regardless of the fact, train yourself, condition yourself that you're not going to use the profanity in front of that particular adult so that when you're around that adult which is self-respecting, that adult that does not deserve to have to hear that vulgarity or that profanity, you're ready to tone it down, to eliminate it, so that you are self-respecting and respectful toward that individual. Enough said. Let's make it happen. Let's get it done. Let's do it. This is Principal Kefele. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hey, man, rise with me if you're a parent or grandma or grandpa or surrogate so we can pray for you. And let me say this before we get the service going, especially for everybody that's at home. It's never too late to get it right if you, if you didn't do it right. Let's, let's just pray. Lord, we just want to pray for the parents and grandparents ahead of time that we, uh, we learn how to uh, raise our children the way you want them to be raised and uh, get them away from the world and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's do a victory shout, hallelujah, and applaud. Go ahead and sit down. And, and, and tell your neighbor you're glad that they showed up today. You're encouraged. Psalm 127, here we go, three through five. Um, so if you have children, you're going to like this. And, and uh, I just, this is fun. And um, there, there's so much promise in a child. And, but, you know, when he, that principal, and I'm not sure where he's a principal at or anything, I just thought the video was super cool. You almost, when you heard him talking about some of the kids that I guess he runs into or if you're a teacher or principal and you work in that area, you kind of wish that uh, your grandma or somebody like my mom was around where they could still wash people's mouths out with soap. And if you know what I'm talking about, just something, amen. Yeah. I mean... It was, I mean, it was, you know, you were raised that way, or grandma did. My mom, she, it was, it was, we knew what would happen. Hold on for a second. We knew what would happen if something flew. 
You were going to the same. And I mean, she could have her hand, the, she'd turn the, the water on. She'd have the back of your neck. I mean, you never knew how flexible you really were till my mom got a hold of the back of your head. And I mean, worked that, and it was like lava. You know, lava, you can use a, sa a sanding block, too. Kids don't know what lava is. Yeah, lava soap. <laughs> and it tastes horrible, I got to add. It just, and I don't care how old you was either. It's not like it stopped when you got to whatever age. My mom still would do it. Um, so it's, it's, it's about respect. It's about raising them right. And if you didn't, we can still get there. And, and not all of us have done everything right. And that's, that's okay. That's why we go to church. We learn how God wants us to raise them. So uh, I'll start with this and, uh, and go one, uh, one, uh, 127. And the focus is three through five, but I want to build you up in the first two verses. It said, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. So I would say spiritually, emotionally, and the physical house of itself. So make it, you know, you can make it big and luxurious and everything. I think sometimes we worry more about our, our, our physical house and, and all the things being in order than we do making sure Jesus is in the house. And, and, and what I mean is, is like if you had somebody coming over from like church, you're like, we're going to do a Bible study. We better, let's clean up just a little bit. After a while, you've done Bible study as long as I have. You get over cleaning it all up. You just, you're just like, hey, man, whatever it is, it is, man. Well, I didn't know the pastor had nine pairs of boots in the hallway. Yeah, he does. And they're all muddy. Yeah, they are. I'm more, cons I'm more concerned about Jesus being in the focal point of my house and my Bible studies than trying to impress you that I don't really have mud on my boots. Amen? So let's work harder at bringing Jesus in our house than, than worry about how clean it actually is. We want to make sure that it's spiritually clean first uh, in, 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 in that kind of deal. Um. And then he says in two, he says, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So if you don't have Jesus as the focal point in your life, it don't matter how hard you work. You will always be anxious. You'll always be behind. You ever feel like the more you work, the further behind you get? Amen. Well, if I work... Here, Chef, if I just work another Saturday and work 19 to 20 hours, we'll surely catch up with all our work and surely have more money. And then the, I'm not going to be there this Sunday, Pastor, because just dream up something because I probably haven't heard it before. I, here, here's the deal. I've heard them all. You just make a decision whether you're going to be at church or not. And don't blame it on your work or anything else. You let your work know. If you're training your child, you let your work know that God's first in my life and he's the one that allows me to earn a paycheck. He'll make sure that you got enough money. You working on Sunday, I'm, I'll go out and make a statement right now. I'm just going to say it. You working on Sunday is, is all it's doing is making God mad. Yeah, it got quiet, didn't it? 
And I'll just tell you my experience because I was right there with you. I was a carpenter, and, I, and, I, and you know, if I just did the side job, somebody say side job with me. Oh, I can't live without the side job. Can't live without the side job. Got to do the side job. Got to do it on Sunday. And what I would do is I'd go to church, then I'd go do the side job because I felt like I was doing God the favor. I'm doing God a favor when I show up. He's my presence. It helps him out. Then I'd go do the side job. Then all of a sudden, my phone rang one day. Guess what? It was my pastor. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm getting ready to go to work. Oh, Pastor Randy, I've already been to church. He said, he said don't work on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a day that I have set aside for God, and my children know it, my wife knows it, my church knows it, and I'm not going to work that day because when I don't, it honors him. Now, it may not make sense to you in the natural because you can't do without that side money, but I can tell you what, he can add money to your bank account. You can never work enough hours to get in your bank. I'll guarantee that. Hmm. And uh, it, it was quite, I, I could go on and on about that story. But after that day, I was sitting on my couch. I never worked a Sunday after that. Uh, I'm just telling you, it just, that's, it's real time, and it really happened. And I got to experience some very painful things by me trying to make a couple extra bucks on Sunday. Uh, I want my kids to see when I get out of bed on Sunday morning, they know where I'm going. And you know where it is? The house of God. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. So that means they're a heritage from the Lord. They're a gift that God has given each one of us. And it starts when they're conceived in the womb. And that ought to be the safest place in the whole wide world for a baby to be is in the womb of a mother. We need, we need to take care of them. He's put them in our care. The fruit of the womb, a reward, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with him. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. So what does that mean? So they're a gift, and uh, you'll see it in VBS. Mike was right. They, uh, they, they, they're, every, they're little human beings. They're... I was, I was walking back into Tucker's. You guys got a bunch of them. They're human beings. Little bundles of hope and joy. Amen. And I seen them. They pulled in. When they come in, they come in like a stampede. <laughs> Little bitty people running all over the place. And, and Mrs. Cope, there ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than a baby. Amen. There ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than a, than a baby running around everywhere. I'm just going to tell you the way I, I look at life. I, I like it when it, we got a lot of, uh, anyways, we got a lot of kids in this church. And they come into Warrington last night. That's our other church out there. And they come in like a, like it was a cattle drive or something. And I don't know if they've already had sugar or what. Do you ever notice what happens when you give a child sugar? It ramps up their, their uh, excitement. And these kids were running around the table, and a lot of the other adults in the room besides myself, they were like, slow them down. No, no, no. I go, no, go for it, man, go. <laughs> Run. I said, I'd be running faster than that. Can I get an amen? amen. 
do you know why they're running around like that? Because they're happy and it's not like they've done anything. They just know about freedom. They're just running around. They're celebrating stuff you ought to be celebrating as an adult. And they, they didn't even know it was 100 degrees outside. Some of them would have stayed outside if we'd have left them, amen? So where am I going with all this? So we're, we're going to uh, help you raise a child in the way he should go, you know, and uh, go to Matthew 18. And I'm going to partner this with uh, Psalm 127, 3 through 5. So you'll see a partnership here in just a second. And I don't know. I want, I want you to maybe just kind of just take the heaviness off of the service and just kind of go, you know what, God, you got me here. I'm, I'm laughing a little bit, and it's kind of a cool church. I'm, I may not come back, but at least, uh, it, you know, it's pretty cool. And if you come back, praise God for that. Uh, at the time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, say it with me, class, who is the greatest? Oh, I want to know, hold on for a second. I want to know who the greatest is. It, it has to be, uh, it has to be a politician or a, a, a high-paid athlete. Uh, uh, Maybe, maybe it needs to be, a, if it's not a politician or, uh, or an athlete, it has to be somebody from Hollywood who's the greatest because they got the most influence and they got the most money and, and you hear about them all the time. They're kind of like a, you ever heard like a, a, a parrot always talking but never really says nothing? That reminds me of some politicians and Hollywood people. They're always talking but they never say anything and they don't ever do anything. And I'm going to ask you, what do they create, Elizabeth? What, what do they create? They don't create anything other than hysteria. Right. So I want to know who the greatest is in the kingdom of heaven. Let's read this. And call in verse 2, and calling him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like, the, like, become like children. So let's stop there. So if you want to know who's the greatest and who God really looks out for, it's those little midgets that are running all over the church. If you want to be like somebody, be like that kid right there. And we got some, and I don't know, and, and, but I told you my, one of my favorite mascots of the church is little Anthony. Where's, is a grandpa or anybody in here? You, he's a mascot. He reminds me of myself. He got long hair and he just kind of lets her roll. I go, that looks like a mini me. He's just running around celebrating God. Well, hold on, adults, why do you want to stop that? I don't want to stop that, man. I want to encourage that. You know, I had my little grandson with me for two two days, just running around doing things. We we was boxing and we was staying in the deck and we was training him and, th and we was praying. And then when he did good, I took him to Chick Fil A and all that kind of stuff. So you reward the good behavior and you discipline bad behavior, and, and that just goes with anybody, any child. And so these things that we do and we take them to church and all these kind of things, they start to learn uh, in life. So one of these days, your kids, I know that some of them still live with you, but they're going to have to go out in this place called the real world. And they're going to get their, they're not going to, 
be able to get through the world unless you've allowed them to be trained under the leadership of the Bible. So here's what it says. Jesus says, you need to be like a child. So I'm paraphrasing. He says, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So you can't be, Keelan was singing that song. He said, she said, your way is better. It's not about your tradition and it's not about your religion. It's about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'll ask you right now, here's the deal. Uh, I, I told the last couple services, how do you want to leave America? Better, worse, or I don't give a dang? Those are, those are three replies that you can have. And the only way I know you can make the world better is by leading them in the things of God. Amen. I mean, it hasn't worked any other way, has it? Amen. And we have to tell the people the truth. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Do you remember the time... Uh, bring the house lights down for just a minute. Do you remember the time when you were swinging on the swing? Anybody ever swing on the swing? I'm, I'm not just talking about like little, you know, these little baby swings. Uh, not, uh, or tired. I, somebody's been on something dangerous like a tire swing. Don't you remember the tire swing? Nobody knew it was dangerous back then. We thought bumping into the tree was part of the ride. I need somebody to talk back to me a little bit. Oh, we're going to go there today. If you, had, if you had your cousins with you, they could ride along. It was like the, the, the ride program. You rode on top and the other two fit in there. and they, when, when they bounced into the tree, everybody knew it. Hey, and forget about shoes. Shoes were optional. You don't need shoes when you go outside. And this is a true story. I'll just tell you this. My daughter came to me the other day and she said, Dad, I think in America we, we are wearing our shoes way too much. She goes, I was watching a video on how the, you know, the foot is really supposed to move. And obviously you need shoes to do that. But I, I think we've conditioned ourselves and our children so much that no, nobody really knows what we're supposed to be doing out in the world. There's a lot of great healing properties in, in God's soil and his, in, his, in his green grass in the, in the air. And I'll tell you, the other one here is kind of freaky. It's, a, it's the big golden ball that's in the sky. It's called the sun. So I'm not sure, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't claim to be. I don't know what's worse, either being vitamin D deficient or, or having sunblock soak into your bloodstream. Amen? I want you to think about that for just a second. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, but whoever... Ooh, man, we're really getting into some areas. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin... So we're supposed to, Barbara, we're supposed to bring these little children up in the way of God and, 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 and cause them not to sin. Tell them the truth out in the world. Boys are supposed to be doing boy things and girls are supposed to be doing girl things. Amen. 
and here's the deal. I was just talking to somebody. Me and Mike was talking to a friend back there in the back, and he, he had a situation, and we was talking through it. And, and I just told him, I said, man, I said, you know, we, he was talking about family issues. You guys have family issues, don't you? I mean, some of you, is there two people that have family issues in there? You guys are all the cleavers. I get it. Do you remember back, I mean, when you would like uh, watch uh, uh, Leave it to Beaver? The worst thing, I mean, like uh, Beaver would be chewing gum in class. He had to wear it on his nose. That was, that was an issue, wasn't it, back then? Now we're dealing with all kinds of different issues. I have to tell the church the truth. I can't get up here and lie to you. So I, I, I'm reading and he says it would be better for him to have a great millstone around his neck, and read this with me, and to be drowned. It would be, it would be better for you to have a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the sea than to lie one, to one of the kids and play pretend. That's not going to get a lot of applause, I understand. So while, while we're adults and we know the difference between right and wrong, we know the difference in society biologically between a man and a woman. So I can't, I can't lie to kids because he said it would be better that I had a millstone wrapped around my neck. And if you don't know how heavy a millstone is, it's 1,500 pounds. So God must be pretty serious about this subject here. Now, uh, I want you to rise with me because I got to tell you the rest of the story here. I got to tell you the rest of the story here. Rewarding children for bad behavior just creates bad adults. And I told you before, it's easier to work on a child and raise them the right way than it is to fix an adult. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to reward children who have good behavior and you discipline children who have bad behavior and quit trying to be your uh, child's friend. Just say, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And we, we're going to start to play a little music back here. And then, and then what I want to do before I end this service, we're going to be here for just a second. If you really love somebody, Lisa, with all your heart, or Mickey. I have to tell you the truth. I can't, I can't as a preacher have a church that's so worldly conditioned because I'm worried about hurting somebody's feelings. It's no longer a church anymore. You don't need to come to this church. So everything that I preach from this pulpit should be received in love not condemnation because Christianity is all based on love and only works when it's done through love so at this church not only are we going to keep your kids safe but we're going to tell them the truth so I, I had a message for the last couple of services and I'll just stick that out that way it's public 
bad guy has no place in have Bible will travel. The kids at this church are going to be safe. And the adults will be safe at this church. Because that's the way we make it. And I can tell you one thing, that's a promise. That's the way it's going to stay. So when you and your family come to this church, Jack, I make it my life's work to make sure that the children of this church are safe. And the adults. And that's that's not just tough talk, that's just that's just real talk. That's really who we are. And I think if you look back all through time, all through the Bible, adults stuck up for their children. But they also disciplined their children if they did something wrong. You can read the the Bible, uh, Old Testament or New Testament, it's all talk about correcting the child. Well, and I know a lot of times you think sending your child to to the room is discipline. It's not discipline if they got a 47-inch big screen and, a, and an iPad. That ain't discipline, Chris. That ain't discipline. You ain't disciplining a child when you're... As a matter of fact, that's the problem with some kids today. They spend too much time in the bedroom. So what I thought I'd do, Terry, I'm kind of old school. If that's where they like to live and dine, and, and some kids eat their dinner in their bedroom... So what I thought is I'd, I'd develop a little plan to help you out for all the kids who like to spend a lot of time in the bedroom. If, if they have bad behavior, send them to their bedroom and you reward them when they start to do good. So you take their 47-inch big screen out of the, off the wall, sell it, whatever you want to do, and then, and then they can earn enough money to get another one by cutting grass and put it back on the wall. Take their iPad away. Take the door off the hinges and see how they like that. And that's just a, that's just a starter. That's, the star, that's a Pastor Pat starter kit. I'm a little concerned about the next generation if, if, you, don't, if you haven't figured that out by now. You say, well, what do we do about it? Well, I, I've been praying about it quite a bit lately. So we're going to, what we'll do here at our church is we'll have VBS. And it'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's like a, it's like a, a VBS camp meeting or, or a revival. They'll learn about God. They'll sing songs about God. And they won't be listening to songs that, that, don't glorify the Lord. Some of the stuff that your kids listen to on the radio is embarrassing. Didn't you hear that, that principal talking about it? Some of the stuff is laced in profanity. We got to do, do away with that stuff. And won't we become fuddy-duddies and, and squares? Yeah, you already are, so you might as well finish the job. You're at this church. 
Well, we want to have fun. Hey, let me tell you something. When you give your life fully to the hand of God, your life will be funner than it's ever been. I guarantee you. And you won't have all the mess. And here's what I'll tell you before I leave today. It's never too late to get it right. Some of you guys, we're all kind of in the same basket. We started out a little late in life. You're like, man, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't that great of a teacher. That's okay. Ask for forgiveness. Just ask for forgiveness. You know what, God, man, I, I didn't start it out right, but, man, I'm going to finish strong. Amen. You can flex on the devil. Go, you know what, man? I might have started out bad. He goes, but I'm going to finish strong. I'm, I'm going to love my children. I'm going to teach them about the things of God. And, that, and that's where we're going to park our car. We're going to read our Bibles in the morning. We're going to pray before we go to bed. We're going to honor God on, on the Sabbath. And we're not going to watch things on the TV that don't glorify the, glorify the Lord. And let me tell you something, parents, before we go too much further, don't kick your kids out of the room so you and mom can watch something that God doesn't approve of. A lot of times we kick the kids out so we can indulge in something. If the kids shouldn't... If the kids shouldn't be watching it, you shouldn't be watching it either. And if you're the daddy of the family, I'll guarantee one thing, you ain't going to be the popular guy in your house. And as a daddy, quit trying to be popular. The only person you need to be popular is in the eyes of God. My family gets so aggravated every time I shut the TV off. But when I get up the next day, I'm, God's really happy that I made the right decision. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you guys as parents here. I'll have, I'll have Mike close us out in prayer, and he's got something he would like to share with you. Maybe as parents, we're just turning over a new leaf. I know some of you guys have been doing it good for a long time. You have. But for some of us who are late bloomers as parents, just go, you know what, man? I, I really would like to raise my family a little different. And, and we don't even eat in the same room. Don't you remember when you used to have to be excused to get up from the table? Now we use the table as a place to put laundry and mail. You know, the dinner table is where we used to talk about the things of the day. What happened? What, my dad knew what was going My dad knew what was going on. My mom did too. And we set an appointed time where my family could sit down and eat as a family and pray before our meal. So if that's your family today and you say, hey, you know what, man? That sounds like a pretty good idea. I'd like, to, I'd like to start raising my family like that. Or I'd like to, here it is. Come on down if you'd like to just tidy it up a little bit. Come on down. Just come on down. So I'd like to just, Pastor Pat, I'm there and I bring my family to church. But I, I'd like to tidy up a little bit on the language and the things that come over my TV. I think they're, I think they're starting to affect my child. Hey, guys, it's affecting the whole world. 
that stuff that comes over their screen and over their music and over the TV, it's affecting and contaminating the whole world. And sometimes after a while, you yourself can even get conditioned to it. And you go, act like you can't really hear it, but you know what's going on. Come on, am I mowing your lawn here today? Oh, we just, uh, we, I don't, oh, don't want to shut it off. Let's be the parents that God has called us to be and quit being their friends. Brother Mike, would you pray for us? So, is this on? Okay. Um, your children at VBS are going to hear this exact same thing in a little different way. Have you accepted Jesus? If you haven't, to, if you haven't, today is the day. And see Pastor Mark and let him explain how simple is accept, accept Jesus. But as, as we go into this week, aren't you glad, you guys, that you're in a church that, that tells you the truth? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so thankful we're, we hear the truth here because probably the only place that you hear the truth anymore is here in your home. And that might be it. Because everywhere else are inundating us with nothing but lies of this world. Our kids are getting the same thing. VBS is coming up. It's the most wonderful thing for children. Parents, grandpas and grandmas, load up the minivans, load up the vehicles, bring the kids up here. Shelby's, Shelby's run, is running this this year, and we're so thankful for what she's doing, her volunteers. But the, this is going to be, these kids are going to be singing and dancing and just like, like Jesus said, the little children, bring the little children because they're so innocent and they're, they're just so pure. And they just are going to have a ball. They have a blast. But, you know, little Ke Keelan, not little so anymore, but Keelan, I can remember Keelan 10 years ago, little bitty Keelan up here singing at VBS. Look where she's at now. She was trained up at VBS to become a praise, a worshiper, praise, praise and worshiper. And our kids are the same thing. They're going to be next. So bring them up here. But I've got one more challenge for you. See how full the sanctuary is right now? You want another truth? Can I tell you a truth? Monday through Friday this next week, it won't be like this. It's for adults also, okay? There's a lot of fun. We have a blast up here. We hear the word. And the kids get to see us doing it. And that's what they're supposed to see. So look at your neighbor. Say, you need to be here. You need to be here next week. You do. Because I'm going to tell you, know how many are going to be here? How many in the past? I'm just going to give you a history lesson. About 15 adults. Parents, grandparents, that's sad. I'm just going to tell you, that's sad. We got to do better than that if we want our kids to. So uh, bow with me as you close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a, a place to worship, Lord, that is uh, ordained by you. The Holy Spirit is here, Lord. The truth is preached. Our precious little children, Lord. We're so thankful for our precious little children, Lord. And we pray for the, all, the classrooms to be full of children, volunteers, have a blast, learn about Jesus, Lord, for children to, to be accepting Jesus, for adults to accept Jesus. We pray for the, for the families that are going to come, Lord. Just fill up our church. It's an important week, and you really, we don't want to miss it, Lord. And it's all because of you. We need the truth of the gospel, Lord. So we just be praying all week, Lord, that uh, we fill up, that the kids come and the adults come, but mainly the kids. We need the classrooms full. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and all the believers say amen. amen.